We pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the gift of life that we are gathered here this morning as your children. We are gathered here as your church, O oh God, to listen to your word. And we pray in the name of Jesus that our hearts will be open to receive instructions from you. We pray, Lord, that you anoint my lips, O oh God, that you set me aside and speak to your people. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right. Today, I'm talking on the theme, partnering with God. Um, still, We are still focused on making Christ known. And today, we are touching on partnering with God. And our anchor text is from Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 10. The Bible says, So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of the Ganariset, and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon Peter's, which was Simon's, I'm sorry, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Lunch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boat, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knee, saying, Depart from me, I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the cut, sorry, at the catch of the fish which they had taken, and so also were James and John and the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, "Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men." Again, I want us to read Matthew chapter nine, verse thirty-two to thirty-five. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, Pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. I'm speaking on the theme, partnering with God. Now, the passage that we just read from the book of Luke tells us the encounter Jesus, an encounter Jesus had with Peter. And that was the point that Peter committed himself to support Jesus or to follow Jesus. Now, before this encounter, there are other um, portions in the Bible that gives us an idea that Peter had already heard about Jesus and encountered Jesus Christ. 
So when you read John chapter 40, verse 41, the Bible says that one of the disciples had John speak. That is when John introduced Jesus Christ as the lamp of God who takes away the sin of the world. One of the disciples had um, John speaking, and that disciple was Andrew, who was Simon Peter's brother. And so he, Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 41, says that he first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. So before the encounter at the lake of Galilee, where there was the harvest of the fish, Peter had already encountered Jesus. Now, in this encounter where Andrew brought Peter to Jesus Christ, Jesus told Peter that now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas. So this, was the, this, I believe, was the first time that Peter encountered Jesus Christ. And again, even in, in Luke chapter 4, the Bible, before we get to chapter 5, the Bible tells us that Jesus went into Peter's house and healed Peter's mother-in-law who was sick of fever. So in Luke chapter 4, verse 42 and 43 again, other Bible translations even place Jesus Christ in the house of Peter. When you read the Amplified Version, it says, When daybreak, Jesus left Simon Peter's house and went to a secluded place, and the crowds were searching for him. So, before this encounter at the lake of Galilee, where Jesus requested for the boat of Peter, Peter had already encountered Jesus Andrew had introduced Jesus Christ to Peter. Jesus Christ has told Peter, you are Peter, Simon Peter, you shall be called Cephas. And again, Jesus had been in Peter's house, prayed for Peter's mother to be healed. And I believe, according to the Amplifier, that Jesus spent the night at Peter's house. So Peter had had already experienced Jesus in some way, but was not fully committed to Jesus Christ, was not fully committed to following Jesus Christ as a disciple. Like Peter, there are a lot of people who have been around church, who have been in church, but they are not fully committed to church or they are not fully committed to God. But just like Peter had this encounter that turned his life around and changed his commitment to Christ, I pray that this year we will encounter God in a special way that will change our encounter forever. This, way we'll, this year we will experience God in a way that will take us into a deeper relationship and a deeper fellowship with Him. That is going to be the turning point of our commitment and our fellowship with Christ. I pray that this year, even as we seek to make Christ known to the world, we will first encounter Him in a special way that is going to turn our lives around. On the other hand, there might be people that we are inviting to church, people that we have called once, twice, three times, inviting them to come to Jesus Christ. But every now and then they keep turning us down. But we see that Jesus Christ was persistent in his pursuit of Peter. He didn't give up on Peter because Peter had been brought to Jesus Christ, introduced as the Messiah. Jesus Christ had called him Cephas. You are going to be called Cephas. Jesus had gone to Peter's house. I don't know what they discussed, but when he went there, Peter's mother was, mother-in-law was sick. He prayed for Peter's mother-in-law. He was, she was healed. But yet still, Peter, I believe that Peter was so much interested in his fishing business. And it even obvious when Jesus Christ left 
and with Jesus Christ resurrected, Peter went back to his fishing business. It tells us that Peter had such strong commitment to his business. But Jesus Christ did not give up on Peter. He kept pursuing Peter. He kept inviting Peter. He kept calling on Peter. And so, if you have invited somebody to church, if you have invited somebody to Christ, do not give up on those people. If last year you tried inviting somebody to Christ or inviting somebody to church, the person has not responded. Don't give up on the person. Continue pursuing the person. Continue inviting the person. And when that person has that encounter with Jesus Christ, the person, it will result in a commitment to Jesus Christ. You have to continue praying for such people that you have invited and you have to continue inviting them. Don't give up on them. Amen. Now, in Luke chapter 5, the Bible tells us that the people were pressing on Jesus to hear the gospel. You must understand that in the world that we live in today, there are still people who are hungry for the word of God. People who are still pressing and searching for the truth. There are a lot of people who have an emptiness in their heart, an emptiness in their spirit, or an emptiness in their life, or a void in their life that only the gospel can fill. Only Jesus Christ can satisfy that hunger and that thirst, that emptiness that people feel in their spirit. And so today, we have to understand that there are still people who are hungry and want to know the word of God. Just like in those days when people had seen all that Jesus Christ had had done, they were pressing on him and they wanted to hear the message. They wanted to hear the gospel. There there, There were so much that Jesus Christ needed a place to stand so that he could face the audience and speak the gospel to them and at this point at this point in time the only place he had the only option available at that time was that he was going to borrow peter's boat and preach from peter's boat remember this was a day that peter was having a bad day at work he had toiled all night according to his own speech he had toiled all night but he caught nothing And here comes the man of God. Here comes Christ. Instead of Christ performing a miracle for Peter, or instead of Christ knowing beforehand that this man is having a bad day, what he needs is a harvest of fishes. Jesus Christ comes to Peter and says, Can I use your boat to preach? I'm sure that some people would have said, If you were a prophet of God, if you were a man of God, you should have known first of all, that I'm having a bad day, that my business is going down, but you come again and you place a demand on my life that you want to use my boat to preach. Jesus was inviting Peter into a partnership that I am going to preach to these people, but I need your boat. Even though Peter was having a bad day, he still gave out his boat to Jesus Christ. The Lord use this boat and preach to the people. And this was an acceptance of the invitation that Jesus Christ gave him. There were other options. I believe there were other fishermen around. But Jesus Christ went to Peter and said, I want to use your boat. Even though Peter was having a bad day, he wasn't self-centered. He wasn't thinking about himself alone. He was thinking about the fact that if I give my boat to this man and he's able to minister to these people, these people will have deliverance. These people will be saved. These people 
will, will receive salvation that is coming from God. These people might receive healing if I give my boat out. And so he wasn't self-centered. This year, if we'll be able to go out there to make Christ known, we don't have to be self-centered. We have to think about the greater good or the good of all people. We have to place the good of all people first before we place our selfish goals first or the goals that relate to us first. Um, next. Now, this is contrary to the teachings of the world. The teachings of the world emphasize self first. But the teachings of the kingdom is that we sacrifice for other people so that we attract the blessings of God. Now, right from the beginning of the world, when God wanted to deliver men, he has always worked in partnership with other men. And so if God is going to reach out to the people in your city, if God is going to reach out to the people in your family, if God is going to reach out to the people at your workplace, if God is going to reach out to the people in your apartment, he has to work in partnership with someone. This morning, the invitation is, are you going to be that someone who will work in partnership with God to deliver your family members, to deliver the people in your city, to deliver your friends from the hands of sin and from the hands of the enemy? You look at the story of Noah when God wanted to deliver Noah and his family. He had to work in partnership with Noah. God could have done and performed the miracle like in the, in the beginning when Bible says, God said, let there be. And there was light. God created the sun and created everything with the words of his mouth. He could have done that in the case of Noah. But he worked in partnership with Noah. Because he had given dominion to men, he has to work in partnership with men when he wants to execute deliverance on earth. So he spoke to Noah and said, build an ark. And because Noah obeyed and built that ark, it brought deliverance. In the case of Lord, Sodom and Gomorrah, when God wanted to deliver Lord, Abraham had to act as an intercessor to intercede on behalf of Lord. And because of that, God delivered Lord and his family from Sodom and Gomorrah. Joseph had to pay the price and go to Egypt so that when there was hunger in the city, he was going to preserve his family. God sent him out as a deliverer. God worked in partnership with Joseph to deliver Israel so that they would not die of hunger. When God wanted to set Israel free out of Egypt, he worked in partnership with Moses. And Moses, because of his obedience, acted as the leader who brought deliverance to the people of God. The Bible says the cry of the people got to God. And when God heard the cry of the people, he visited his people. How did he visit his people? Through a man. Through a man called Moses. He formed a partnership with that man. That man obeyed God's voice and sent and went out to deliver the people. When God was bringing out his ultimate plan of deliverance to this earth, he still worked in partnership with a man or worked in partnership with a woman, Mary. God had to borrow the womb of Mary, place Jesus Christ in that womb. Jesus became a baby and was born and grew up as a man. This was the ultimate deliverance or ultimate plan of deliverance of God. And still, God worked in partnership with a man. And so if deliverance is ever going to be available to the people around us, God desires that we work in partnership with him. P 
Peter gave out his boat. Today, it might not be a boat that Christ needs to reach out to the world. It might be your voice. It might be your hand. It might be your feet. To demonstrate the love of God to the world. If you are going to work in partnership with God. And your boat might, might be that you present yourself. That God, I am available. I am ready to obey your voice. I am ready to talk to my friends and my family about you. This might be your way or your act of offering your boat and for um, getting into partnership with God by just saying that God, I am going to be the voice to speak out. I am going to be the hands that will pray on that, that will touch people and pray for them. I'm going to be the heart that will feel the compassion for the loss and speak to them about Jesus Christ. This is your boat that you can offer, just like Peter offered his boat. Even though he was having a bad day, he did not focus on himself alone, but he wanted the other people to receive the gospel. We cannot make Christ known if we are only going to seek our interest. We cannot make Christ known if we are not ready to sacrifice for the greater good of the people who are within our reach. Now, after the crusade, Jesus Christ told Peter to launch out into the deep. Now, you must understand that Peter is an experienced fisherman. Who knows the seasons for fishing? Who knows the appropriate time for fishing? And he said, and, and based on experience, it was the night time that was the best time for them to fish. So they had gone out. They had applied their experience, their knowledge, their wisdom, everything they know to do, their expertise. Peter, being a diligent fisherman, had done everything that he was supposed to do. But that night, he caught nothing. And here comes Jesus Christ, who is just a preacher man, coming to tell Peter, launch out into the deep. Peter could have said that, you see, we have tried every night. Maybe we, we have tried all night and we caught nothing. We'll come again tomorrow and try again. But Peter said, Lord, we have tried all things and we caught nothing, but at your word. At your word. Peter recognized that the word of this man had power. And he said, because you have said it, even though we have tried with our strength, we have failed. But because you have said it, there might be things that you tried last year with your own strength, in your own wisdom, in your own simple way, trying to, trying to do it by yourself. But this year, I pray that God will release a word in your spirit and God will release a word in your heart. And through the grace that is available in the Holy Spirit, you will be obedient to that word. And because you are obedient to that word, because of your obedience to that word, may it result in a great harvest. Amen. So Peter obeyed God's voice. He obeyed the, the, the words that Christ spoke to him to launch out into the deep. Even though his expertise and his experience had failed him, he still obeyed and launched out into the deep. And the Bible says that they caught so much fish that their boat began to sink. The fish was so much that their boat began to sink. Now, when their boat began to sink, the Bible says, Peter signaled to his partners that they should come and help him. 
The harvest was so much that Peter's boat began to sink. And therefore, he invited in partners to come and help him. Now, the, one of the things that I want us to learn from this experience of Peter is that now when Peter was going through the drought and he was not catching any fish, he could have said that, oh, God had rejected me. God does not love me. God has not helped me this week. Or God had not, has not helped me this night. Look, we have spent hours toiling so hard and we have caught nothing. And therefore, at that point, he would have been frustrated and he could have decided to reject anything that relates to God. Because he felt that here am I in, in, in the night, working so hard, trying to make something for myself. But I had nothing. But Peter did not take that angle. He still obeyed and kept a good spirit. And when Jesus instructed him, he obeyed Jesus Christ. He caught so much fish that the, his boat began to sink. And when Peter had come out of that experience, he came to the Lord Jesus Christ and said, Lord, you are, I am a sinner. I'm not worthy to be in your presence. Depart from me. He called him Lord. If I can read that again. In verse 8, the Bible says that when Peter, had, Peter saw it, he fell down at, his, at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me. I am a sinful man, O Lord. Now, what that experience did to Peter is that it brought Peter to the understanding of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. There might be experiences and things that we are going through. This story is not so much about the miracle of the fish, but it's the focus of the story is Peter coming to the place of understanding the Lordship of Jesus Christ and coming to total commitment to Jesus Christ. Because at the end of the day, Peter left the fish, he left the boat, and this was his turning point to follow Jesus Christ. So the story was not so much about the plenty fish that Peter caught, but it was Peter's turning point, getting to the place where he understood that Jesus Christ is Lord. And from that point on, Peter decided to follow Jesus Christ. The story was not so much about the fact that Peter was in need and God delivered him out of the need. But it was about Peter knowing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And he, because Jesus extended grace to Peter, invited Peter over and over again. And through the, this miracle, Peter came to the point to understand that Jesus Christ is Lord. And when G, what Jesus Christ said was that from today, you will become fishers of men. So the story was not about the fishes. The story was about the soul and the calling of Peter. That was his turning point. God is going to provide our physical needs. But it's not, he's not so much interested in providing the physical needs like saving our soul. Yes, we provide physical needs to people, but their soul has to be the goal. Now, the goal of this story was Peter's soul. Jesus, the, this encounter made Peter understood that Jesus Christ is Lord. And from that point on, Peter became a committed disciple of Jesus Christ. This was his turning point. The point where Andrew brought Peter. He was still a busy fisherman going about his fishing business. The point where Jesus healed Peter's um, mother-in-law. Still, he was very busy doing his fishing business. And like I said, I believe Peter was a very serious businessman. 
that even when Jesus died after everything he had experienced, he still went back to the fishing business. But you see, this was his turning point when he said, from today, I am going to fully commit to this man. And he realized that Jesus Christ was Lord. And whatever he was seeking in his own strength, if he is able to commit to Jesus Christ, those physical needs were going to be met. The Bible tells us that the boat became so heavy that it began to sink. I want us to understand from, I'm going to read Matthew chapter 32 verse 35 again. The Bible says that Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing the sick and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep without shepherds. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. He was referring to the harvest of souls. He was referring to we reach it, he being able to reach the whole world with the gospel. He said the whole world is ready to listen to the gospel, but there are few people who are committed to sharing the gospel. Just like Peter's boat began to sink when he got the plentiful harvest, he invited his partners to join him in the harvest. Today, Jesus Christ is reminding us again that the harvest is still plentiful. The boat is still sinking because it is not enough to contain the harvest. The laborers are very few. And so he's inviting us into partnership. He's inviting us to join the chariots and spread the gospel. He's inviting us to join in the harvest, to reach the unsaved world, to reach the dying world, to reach people who are hungry and thirsty, people who are like sheep without shepherd, people who are being, who are under bondage and being um, punished by the devil. If we will reach them with the gospel, the gospel is going to set them free. So the harvest is plenty. The boat is, sink, is sinking. God is signaling you tonight, God, I'm sorry, God is signaling you this morning that will you join in partnership? Will you join in the harvest? The net is breaking because the work is too much for the few people. If you partner with God today to join in the harvest and to win your family and to win your community and to win the rest of the world who have not heard the gospel, the, 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 there is going to be a blessing for you if you are going to do this because there is a reward for whatever thing you do. In the kingdom. In verse 38, he says, Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send in laborers into the harvest. This morning, I just want to remind each one of us that God is giving us an invitation. God is calling us to be partners because the work is so much for a few people. It is impossible for few people to do everything and to finish it. To complete the work that God has commanded us. Now, this morning in our Bible study, he's, um, we mentioned a quotation where Jesus Christ told us to go into the world. It wasn't for the 12 disciples. It was for everyone to make disciples of all nations. And so the people around you need to hear the gospel. The people in your family need to hear the gospel. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9, he says that Jesus Christ was moved with compassion towards them. 
Do we have any compassion towards the people that we see throughout the day? Do we have any compassion towards our family members? Do we have compassion towards the people who are walking to hell? Do we care enough to tell them about Jesus Christ? This year, as we have set our heart and our minds to reach the world and to tell the world about Jesus Christ. I pray that we will have compassion. We will have a strong passion for people who are lost. Do we care that our next neighbor, that our siblings, that our family members, that our friends are going to hell? Do we care enough that if we don't tell them about Jesus Christ, they might never be saved? You might feel that you are interrupting their life and you are leaving them to make their own choices. But if their own choices is going to, it's going to cause them to end up in hell, is that a place that you want them to end up? This morning, I pray that we will have compassion towards the lost. We will have compassion towards people who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. The Bible says that the harvest is plentiful. The boats which are available are not enough. Would you be that boat? Would you be that hands? Would, be, would you be that voice? Would you, would, your feet, would you be the person who, whose feet will carry him to the place where people can get to hear the gospel? Because if we don't get enough boats, if we don't get enough people to join, the boat is going to sink. The nets are going to break and we are going to lose the harvest. And would you make a commitment like Peter? Even though Peter had been around Jesus Christ, had seen him preach, had seen him heal the sick, he never had a commitment. Would you have that commitment this year that I'm going to partner with God to reach out to my family members. You can just start with your family that I'm going to partner with God so that every person in my family will hear the gospel. I'm going to partner with God so that every friend of mine will hear the gospel. I'm going to partner with God so that the people in my apartment will hear the gospel. You have friends who, if Christ should come today, might not make it. And it's, it is your responsibility to reach out to them, to speak the gospel with them. God is counting on you. Every deliverance that God had ever brought on earth was out of a partnership with a man. If God, even all of us that are standing here today, all of us that are in church today, God had to use a man to reach out to us. It took somebody who preached the gospel to us. It took somebody who who bought, who who bared witness of Jesus Christ and through the person's witness we committed to the gospel we became part of the family of God are we also going to be the boat that will share the burden are we going to be the boat that will partake in the harvest god is counting on our partnership tonight this morning I'm sorry god is counting on our partnership to reach our society, to reach our community. And as I was, I was preparing for this song, I was preparing for this, um, this uh, message, there was a song in my heart. Even though it was a, it's a Christmas song, I just want to share the song and remind all of us that God is inviting us into a partnership. 
let's let's listen to this song prayerfully and just think in your heart that God is inviting me into a partnership to bring deliverance to my family, to bring deliverance to my friends. Am I ready to accept this partnership and partner with God? Let's listen to the song. The songwriter says that, will you make room in your heart for God to write his story? Is there room in your heart this morning for God to write his story? One of the, one of the sentences that he, he, we, we saw on the song is that you are going to give up your ambition. You are going to trade your ambitions for his glory. Peter was called upon to trade his ambitions for the glory of God. Is there room in your heart for God to manifest himself to other people? Is there room in your heart for the glory of God? This morning, God is calling you to the point of commitment. That are you going to make that commitment? Are you going to be the boat, the hands, the feet, the voice that is going to reach out to people? This morning, I want us to pray. Let's look in our hearts. There are people around us. There are people in our environment. If Jesus Christ should come today, they are not going to make it. Are we going to partner with God to reach out to those people? Are we going to trade our selfish ambitions for God's glory so that God's glory will be manifested in the lives of those people? Are we going to give up our focus and our search for money, for joy, for satisfaction in this world, so that through us, God is going to reach out to the rest of the family. God is going to reach out to our friends. God is going to reach out to our communities. I want us to pray this morning and yield that we are trading our ambitions for God's glory. We are making room in our heart today for God to write his story. Let's begin to pray this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, we make ourselves available in Jesus' mighty name. Rande Sheze Metali Roski Branda Zetali Roski Ratali Boshanda. Write your story, O God. Use our lives to write your story again. Let our lives be the gospel that speaks to our society, that speaks to our, our friends and our family members. We avail ourselves, oh God, we avail ourselves that you use us and you speak through us to the rest of the world in the name of Jesus. We avail our hands. We avail our voices, oh God. We avail our feet that you, through us the gospel will reach the unrich in the name of Jesus. Father, we make the commitment today that our lives are available in the name of Jesus. Use us for your glory. Use us to touch the world. Use us, oh God, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for your word that is available to us today. We thank you, O oh God, that your word has ministered to our hearts and ministers to our spirit. We pray that the grace that is available through the presence of the Holy Spirit will strengthen us, that we will walk in obedience. Lord, you, we pray that you speak to our heart to bring us to that point of total commitment today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.